So, Shackfunk, we're uh, coming to you live from E3 2021 uh, this year. It's the Saturday of E3, and none of the conferences have started, so, um, full uh, commentary in two weeks, maybe, if there's anything worth talking about. I mean, I don't know, this afternoon we're going to see what new uh, Tom Clancy games Ubisoft has to show us. How many Tom Clancy's to Cooking Mama. Yeah. For um, this time, it's pizza and all. Mm. I, I forget the subtitle. This time, Cooking Mama shoots even more people and cooks them. <laughs> and and <that's> the <laughs> game. I don't know. Oh, oh no! Is it a cannibal? It's a cannibalism game, though. Probably. I mean, who knows? It's probably got something to do with Just Dance too, because the you know the. That's going to be like 10 minutes of the conference, I expect. will just be the Just Dance video. Cause that's it's how like it that, weird ass, that weird ass Balan Wonderland game where they just have a weird elaborate dance sequence in the middle for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be their conference. Nice. It'll be, it'll be Cooking Mama and Mr. Tom Clancy <laughs> just dancing with each other over the corpses of 10,000 soldiers. Yep. And then they get assassinated by our new assassin who's from... God, I don't even know what time period to make up. Uh, Napoleonic it's... Wars, I guess. <laughs> We're doing the Napoleonic Wars this time. Um, you're going to go stab Napoleon in the neck. I don't know. And then he fights Splinter Cell from Splinter Cell. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's going to be good stuff. Um, no PlayStation this year. They're too snobby to show up to the... The show that everybody else is doing. Yeah. yeah, they they couldn't get they couldn't get a PS5, so they couldn't show anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> How fucked up is that? Mm. Sony couldn't even get a PS5 to show any games. No. Um. <laughs> so yeah. Um. <laughs> Do we want to so, jump into the other topics before the Alien movies that we agreed to do? Because, I don't know, that one... Wait, uh, wait Jade, this this bit isn't over yet. Okay. <laughs> um, so on the shop floor, or the... the what's it called? Um, eh, we'll just call it the shop show floor now. Whatever. Show floor, yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, we, we've got an exclusive demo for Honey Pop 2. The game's been out for like three months, but mm. <laughs> we've got an exclusive demo. Um, okay, and we're playing it live on audio. But we're not yeah, allowed to share the audio it. because, uh, you know, copyright DMCA we might get taken down. So Yeah, it, it's it's live on YouTube. Also, it's uncensored, so mm. <laughs> you get to see all the titties flying. Yeah. All the... The big titty, bejeweled puzzle game action. Yeah, I'm. I'm I've never, <laughs> I've, I've never actually played Honey Pop, but I'm pretty sure that's what it's. Yeah, I, I have heard the name, but I didn't know if it was a game or an anime or what. It, it's like a porn game where you fuck anime girls with bejeweled. Okay, I I think I 
I've seen YouTubers play it. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I played I'm, an NES game kind of like that once, but it was just like a reskin of a basic Tetris puzzle game. Uh, except Clea, there was Clea? like a naked mermaid woman at the bottom of the screen. Oh, uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like a reskin of that that style of game. They just threw a naked woman on there. Is that Yoshi Tetris? Uh, no, I, the, the Yoshi games don't... I mean, you know, they show eggs, but they don't show, like, tits or anything. Was it a nude Yoshi? No, Yoshi's usually nude. I mean, there's a saddle, but you can't see it half the time. <laughs> and shoes... <laughs> I guess I guess Yoshi's always wearing shoes, so yeah, Yoshi's genitals are on their feet. Yeah, it's like Sonic. <laughs> but then, okay, I'm not gonna go there. But I'll just agree with you because I don't want to talk about um, Sonic character genitals. So mm. okay, so we're not we're not talking about Sonic's dick fingers on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's for another episode sometime, I guess. Amy's vagina is on her hammer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Okay, do you want to move on to the other topic now, or is this bit still going? <laughs> sure, let's talk about the other thing that made me uncomfortable. Let's talk about Invincible. Okay. Um... It is very violent, and I don't like it. <laughs> mm. uh, like I, I don't like. I like the show. I just, I don't know it. I don't think it nails the tonal difference as as much as it wants to. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Like, it makes the violence more shocking, I think, when, you know, there's that much of a difference, but it doesn't always line up yeah. well. But it, it, it's it's like you're, you're trying to get me to care about teenage drama when, like, people are getting their heads ripped off mm. um, every few episodes, and it just doesn't work. Like, the, I don't give a shit that Mark... Um, as having trouble with his girlfriend when, mm. you know, his dad is just murdering people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I didn't, you know, like, like the, the teen drama stuff, it, it made it feel kind of like a Spider-Man movie or show to me, because those also, you know, put a lot of time into trying to make you care about the teen stuff that I usually don't care about. So I just kind of, you know, ignored it. In Invincible, like, yeah. like, you know, the drama of, like, the very violent superhero stuff going on was, you know, the interesting enough to keep me watching and wanting to see what happens next, but it's also, I mean, intentionally uncomfortably violent. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying the violence is unwarranted because it works, um, like, I just... I, I don't I don't want to see it. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. Like it. Well, yeah, yeah, it's one of those shows that it's like the idea of showing superheroes but also showing realistically bloody consequences to 
the otherwise, mm. you know, comic booky, you know, like there's like an alien invasion, but also a whole bunch of civilians die brutally during it and it's, you know, treated with the severity that that should be. But not it, not quite as over the top as something like like a Snyder movie where they would have like people getting mad at the superheroes about the uh, um, collateral damage. Yeah. Um, like it, it's it's treated halfway seriously because like the aliens attack and the <clears throat> the the white Nick Fury yeah um, is like three hundred people died but and then. Like, people are just, like, in the city square three days later when, like, when the aliens attack again, and it never gets brought up again. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's, <clears throat> it functions on a comic book style re- level of reality, but also has splashes of consequence for things that happen. Yeah, it's just like a weird mix between, like, semi-realistic and like comic book status quo um writing i guess yeah 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 so it it doesn't go completely all the way one way or the other on uh on its tone yeah yeah like it it's also that like the the show is bookended by the worst violence of of everything, like the the first and last episode are just terrible. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The last episode happens like right at the end, and it's like the shock to uh, show you that this show is going to be um, more serious than it might have looked at first. But then, yeah, like the the last episode <clears throat> of the season is just like heartbreakingly gruesome in. The, it, it, I mean, I guess we'll see season two how how they carry over from that because it seems like the way season one ends is like the moment when you know Mark has to like fully wake up to the fact that everything is like brutal and violent in this world. Yeah, but but then like the the last scene of the show is him talking to Seth Rogen, Cyclops alien, oh, and yeah. he's like, "I guess I'll finish high school." It's like, well, I, like, I, I still don't know what kind of tone they're going for, because um, mm. it, it, like, it doesn't seem seem like he's, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he got over that trauma pretty quick of his dad nearly yeah. beating him to death. He he really got over um, his dad using his face to murder like 3,000 people in a subway car. Yeah, yeah, like, pushed him through a train and murdered everyone there, and then, like, punched his face so hard that his, you know, nose probably caved in. But he got better. Because superpowers. Yep. Yeah. It... it <laughs> I don't know. It's like, in, in the face of, like, Omni-Man and everything that happens with him, every, like, every other character just feels insignificant. Hmm. Uh... Also, kind of funny, weird tidbit. There was a thing I saw in, like, an article where um, the the guy behind Mortal Kombat was saying that he wanted... I don't know if he wanted to or just thought that, like, Omni-Man could be a good DLC character for Mortal Kombat. Actually, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, like he's brutal enough for it, but it would be weird to see that character in that style of just this like kind of gray haired dad with a mustache and a white, uh, uh, like skin tight suit, but also he's just brutally, you know, ripping people apart. Yeah, I mean, like his look always do. looked weird to me watching the show because they make him look so dadly. Um, yeah, like he he is. Um, oh, what's the what's the guy's face with the the mustache? Um, do you Jonah Jameson? I mean, yeah, Jacob but yeah. <laughs> I mean. I, that's not what I was like. Yeah, like it, it's it is J.K. Simmons. Like I, I think like I, I don't know what he looks like in the comics. If that's exactly what he looks like, or mm. I mean, if, if they gave him like more of a Jameson look to him, mm. but yeah, um, like after like after they got J.K. Simmons, they decided oh, let's make him look a little more like Jameson from the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, I I haven't read the comics, but. It seems like everything in the show looks, I assume, what his comic book looks like is like that. Yeah. Also, Omni-Man doesn't wear a mask. Mm. <laughs> Nobody recognizes him. Oh, yeah, he's, like, he's Superman. He's evil Superman. Like, like th- there's not even the Superman excuse of, like, oh, he wears baggy clothes. So it's like, he, he wears, like, like... You know, the skin-tight shirts that show off his muscles. Mm. And he, he doesn't change his hair or mustache or anything. Like, all his most defining features, and nobody recognizes him. Yeah, I mean, I guess he has a fairly plain face, and also... He doesn't seem like he has a day job, from what I remember. He's just... He's either being a dad at home, or he's being a superhero. Yeah. It, and also, he like takes off at mock speed from the house in the suburbs. Mm. Oh yeah, so it'd be like, Sonic like movies every day. Every day. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like there, there's there's just a lot of like little shit like that that doesn't entirely make sense. Mm. And it like when when they want you to take certain se- things so seriously, it kind of takes away from it. Mm. I don't know. Like I, I just have a lot of mixed feelings about Invincible. Mm. Yeah. Cause, cause like the the voice acting and like the character writing is usually pretty great, but also like it, m- most other things are like pretty derivative. I like I know on purpose. But, mm. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like I. I'd watch a second season, but I'm not, like, super excited about what's going to happen. Mm. I mean, I kind of, because I think while watching the first episode, I, like, I'd heard there was a dark twist at the end, or in the episode or something. <clears throat> so while watching it, I went on, or either either while watching it or after the first episode, I went on Wikipedia and read, like, the whole plot summary of the series which i think is like 150 issues or something so i know more or less you know some of the stuff that's going to happen in the future um so i mean i'm still interested in watching like knowing how things were going to play out didn't 
diminish my interest in watching the show, but it, I don't know, it's, it's the kind of show I enjoyed watching, and I want to watch the new episodes once, but I don't know that I'm going, it's not the kind of show that, you know, I'm gonna go run out and buy a DVD if one ever comes out, or watch it a whole bunch of times, it's just, you know, interesting to watch. Yeah, like, like, it, it, it's a good show. Like the production quality is insane for, like, kind of like Harley Quinn. Like mm. it, it, it's an adult cartoon that doesn't have shitty animation, which doesn't happen that often. Yeah. So, like, I, I respect it just on that grounds. Um, but also, there's a lot of really bad 3D characters in the background. And that happens a lot in anime, and that's something that always gets me. Because mm. it, it, it's like they like just draw a still background. It's okay. You don't need to put animated characters in the background if we're not supposed to watch them. Mm. Like it, it just annoys the hell out of me. But that, that's not important. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. Mm. Like I. I liked it. I will never watch it again. Yeah, uh, I mean, us. I watch a. I watch a second season, mm. but I. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like I've watched because I, I am on vacation right now. Uh, I I just took like a five day vacation, you know, through this weekend, but it's going to end before a lot of the E3 shows because I got to be back in on Monday. So I guess I'll see those after they come out. But, um, but since I'm on vacation, I, you know, I finished watching the alien movies and then I started watching like a bunch of other just random things on Amazon or I think like a couple things on Disney, but mostly Disney. I've just watched, uh, I watched the Loki first episode twice because it's really good. Um, and then there was a Star Wars. Is Bad Tom Batch Hiddleston episode. in it? Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> I'm just being a dick because I don't, I don't watch things. Mm. <laughs> no, it it's a really good show. They're actually seems like they're like they're they're talking about the multiverse, and it's not just a joke. The way that like Spider Man Far From Home, they're like, oh, mysterious from the multiverse. Ha ha. Actually, no, he's not. Uh, that was a ridiculous lie we told you. Um, and then, you know, WandaVision, they're like, hey, we, we got the Pietro from another reality. Oh, wait, no, he's just a guy who got brainwashed, who just happens to look like the Quicksilver from another movie series. Um, but, no, in, in the first episode of Loki, they actually do talk about the timeline and what causes branching timelines and why... You don't see a bunch of branching timelines because the, um, oh, I don't remember what their name, Time Variance Authority, yeah, TVA, they are the, like, time police who capture Loki for stealing the, uh, Tesseract in Endgame, and they have, there's, like, a little video that Loki has to watch that explains the branching timelines and how the TVA are, like, keeping all those in check. So I'm sure by the end of the series, something's going to break and everything will go nuts and that'll lead into, like, Doctor Strange 2 and possibly Spider-Man. But 
But yeah, no, it's nice to see that they're actually treating the multiverse as a thing they seriously intend to do something with and not just like, uh, hey, wouldn't it be funny if, uh, if there was a multiverse? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... It's actually kind of weird considering the way they've gone about it so far. <laughs> mm. um, and also just the Loki show on its own, even without that lore stuff, it still seems like it's going to be just a good character show, like exploring Loki as a character. Like, I mean, this yeah. is, it's the 2012 post-Avengers Loki, but he, because time travel stuff, is able to watch how his life played out in the source timeline so he's seen thor the dark world and thor ragnarok and infinity war and how all that played out um and yeah so he's you know going to get you know character development that's not going to be completely crippled by the fact that they've reset him back to you know when he was still just a villain yeah also they get to Reuse a character they've already finished the story of. <laughs> yeah. So good for them. Yeah, but at least, you know, there's a reason for, like, I don't know. We'll, we'll yeah, see the Black well, Widow movie when that comes out next month and um, how they want to handle that they're telling a story about a dead character set before the character died. Yeah, I I always have mixed feelings about stuff like that. Because, uh, like, it. Like, just because a character dies, I don't think it means you should never use them again. Mm. Like, on. You know. But also, you have to be careful with the way you use them, or otherwise it just seems like death has no meaning. Mm. Like, every comic ever. <laughs> yeah. Like Gandalf in um, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, actually. But, like, it. it at least that is. I don't, I don't know. Like it, Gandalf is a, an example of how it can be bad, but also you can bullshit your way around it. <laughs> because yeah, I mean, at least with Gandalf, it was only like, Gandalf that it happened to, yeah, and because and, he's a wizard or whatever, like it doesn't apply to wizards. He he still has a place in the story. Yeah. Um, but I I don't I don't know. <laughs> um, I I'm I'm still way out of MCU stuff right now. Yeah, like like yeah, I watched WandaVision and um, Bird and Cold Boy. Yeah. But I don't know. Like my my mind is just away from that whole business right now to be honest yep until the next spider-man comes out i guess <laughs> um I... but yeah so before the call today um i watched highlander one because i think at some point uh, a couple months ago or whatever was it brown wolf who suggested we watch all the highlander movies i believe it was because um, i haven't seen any of them and I just watched the first one, and I guess it was fine. It was weird. I mean, 
Like, it took a while for it. I, I, I knew the basic premise, but even then, I was still watching. I was like, why is, like, an electrical surge blowing up all the cars in this, uh, <laughs> this car garage after he beheaded the... Fr- like, I knew beheading the guy killed the immortal, but why is there, like, a big electrical <laughs> explosion because of that? It's the quickening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it takes like half the movie before they talk, you know, Sean Connery explains the quickening, is like lightning bolts that power you up and also let you talk to deer, and uh, feel like you can run like a deer, I guess, I don't know. Um, it's so stupid, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's weird, and so then while I was watching it, I started looking up, like, okay, so what happens in the sequels, and I guess the second one had some product like the director got kicked off and the producers took over and decided to write in an explanation that the highlanders are immortal be- well i guess the, the only mcleod is a highlander the rest are just immortals but the immortals are immortal because they're actually aliens from another planet and they came to earth and uh have been fighting for thousands of years and then the one who wins will get the chance to go back to the planet or whatever but that was so stupid that everyone hated it so they recut the movie to say that it wasn't aliens <laughs> and actually it was just an ancient civilization and that the prize is you get to go back in time to the old time or something i guess and then they made a third movie and they just completely ignored both cuts of the second movie and basically just remade the first movie but as a sequel <laughs> Um, and then there was like a fourth movie and a straight to sci-fi channel movie and an anime movie and a TV series. And you see, Jay, this is why before the call, I I told you this is the diehard of urban fantasy because it had like one good movie and then a bunch of movies that are either trying to remake that movie or they do something just weird and stupid. Die Hard 3 is awesome, and I will have no slander towards it. I haven't seen it. Um, it it's it's pretty cool. It's got Sam Jackson in it. Okay. Um, and in Die Hard 2, there's a naked man doing kung fu in a hotel room. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, but, yeah, Highlander is a very silly franchise like the the first movie is like over the top 80s cheese and then like later they they try to add to it but it it just never really works mm. um apparently the, the the series is sometimes good is what i've heard i mean it seems like you know two and three were both poorly received but the series was liked enough that any of like four or five or whatever sequels they made uh, tend to be based on the continuity of the series. Yeah, and also the series ran for like six years, so to yeah. last We're... that long in the nineties must have been a pretty yeah. good show. I'm I'm sorry, but we're we're not gonna watch that. No, I, I don't <laughs> want because wanna. we have. We... I've seen the first movie and I was <laughs> okay, not interested Leon. enough to watch any of these other movies. <laughs> um, like I, I love, I love the first Highlander movie and every other Highlander thing I've seen. I'm like, this is rock shit, stupid. Mm. 
I kind of love it, but also... Oh. I mean, like, the first movie seems like it told everything it wanted to tell, and it's concluded. Yeah. So, yeah, like, they had to make up some bullshit about there being another immortal who was, like, stuck in a cave or something. And so he wasn't there for the gathering in the first movie, where all the the remaining immortals were supposed to fight to the death. In a, in a city, for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know, the way Connery explained it, they were just, like, drawn to each other, so... Because McCloud was hiding in New York, everybody else just got drawn to New York to try to kill him. Also, I love Mr. Krabs. Mm. <laughs> if you don't know anything about Highlander, that's a very weird statement. Yeah, the, the, I'm not going to explain it. I will explain no. it. No? No. Oh, okay, go ahead. Clancy Brown plays the big bad guy. The Kurgan. Yeah. Yeah, the he, weird, he, crazy punk rock guy. Yeah, he's like legitimately because he almost got his head cut off, but he didn't quite come off. Yeah, Sean Connery, who is a <laughs> Sean Connery, who is a he's Scott, an Egyptian who's Spaniard. playing a Spaniard. <laughs> yeah, he's a Spaniard from ancient Egypt who <laughs> has a Scottish accent and needs uh, McLeod to teach him how to do his powers and stuff. He's a Scotsman playing a, an Egyptian Spaniard who's helping a Scotsman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so convoluted and stupid. I, it's it's awesome. Yeah, like, and then he died on. in the, the past because there's constant flashbacks to the past. Yeah. And he he his accent is 100% not a Spanish accent in the least. Yeah. it's it's amazing um god um Mm. yeah highlander is awesome but we're we're also not gonna do that sorry brown wolf Um, yeah no this is the entire highlander discussion for this show it's right here it happened i i remember one one time, like, shit, ten years ago, or whatever, I just watched a, a Highlander marathon on on some cable channel. It, had, it was like four or five movies, and I was hmm. like, this is the best thing. <laughs> this is the best thing ever, but like, even then, I knew it was like, th- this is really dumb. This is a waste of my weekend. But also, I mean, I think if I'm I had a good time. gotten interested in the series like ten years ago, I'd probably be fonder of it right now. But I, this is my first time seeing it, and I'm thirty years old, so uh, I'm just like, yeah, well, that was something, I guess. Yeah, I like I. I feel like if we watched the series, we might care a little more. But also, that's a massive time investment when we also want to watch about nineteen different other things. Yeah, well, yeah, and like, and if it was, if I was a like, there's just so many things. Like, if if I was a teenager when it came out, I would probably care more. Um, yeah, and even like, I remember back in let's see, two thousand nine was when uh, the Avatar Blue Cat People movie came out. Um, let's see, I will. Yeah, I think that was 2009, and I would have been 19 then. 
And I remember watching it and thinking, you know, if I was like five years younger, I would probably be really into this. But at this point, it all just feels derivative of <clears throat> things I've already seen. Um, and now I'm, you know, 11 years older than that and just even more jaded and uh, cynical about Pat things. Jaded. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no relation to how that character got that name or how I got stuck with that character's name because I started using her as my web identity and it just stuck. But you remember what a cool year 2009 was? That was great. Mm. Like I had just gone off to college. Yep. I was still in high school. My football team was about to win the Super Bowl. Um, Uncharted 2 came out. It was a great time. Mm. There would have been games on Wii that year. Yep. But I don't remember exactly. That wasn't the year Mario Galaxy 2 came out, was it? I think that was 2010. It might have been. I remember 2010 was the year Red Dead Redemption came out. Yeah, like 2010 had a lot of good Wii games, because I think that was when Mario Galaxy and Kirby's Epic Yarn and the uh, GoldenEye remake all came out, I think. Okay, we're going down a rabbit hole. Mm. I'm going to look up the most popular games of 2010. Uh, 2010 or 2009? Um, both. Hmm. <laughs> And I think Metroid Other M came out in one of those years, and I was excited for it until I played it, and then, then I saw what it was. Did, um, did I ever tell you that but it my looked nice my my sister's Wii hasn't been connected to the internet for a long time, and like it still has a Metroid Other M <laughs> advertisement on it. Mm. Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh, yep. Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed 2. Yep. Yeah, Border I didn't lines. have an Xbox 360 yet at that point, so I didn't play any of those until years after. New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Oh, well, that one. Bayonetta, nobody played that. Nah. Nobody's Brutal Legend, fuck yeah. Mm. Ghostbusters, Dragon Age Origins. Infamous. I like Infamous. DJ Hero. Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story. Okay. League of Legends. Huh. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank Future. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. Guitar Hero 5. There was a Guitar Hero 5? Oh well, yeah, Guitar Hero used to exist. Yeah. Back when people wanted to buy big peripherals for their video games yeah uh, x-men's Or x-men origins wolverine well yeah yeah movie of the year well, i mean that was the game version which actually oh. was a pretty a pretty badass game mm. um yeah i think i'm, I'm probably thinking <laughs> 2010 was the bigger year for we stuff 2009 cars Cars Racerama. <laughs> hmm. Okay, sorry, you can finish your thought. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, just I. Yeah, I think two thousand nine was actually kind of a dry year for games that I was playing. Unless there were maybe there were some on DS that I was playing. I don't know. 
Red Faction Gorilla. Hmm. Um, I'm actually thinking of old games. I also recently... Uh, well, okay, so years ago, I had gotten a... Um, the Raspberry Pi uh, emulator. Um, I got like a plug-and-play kind of NES classic style one. Um, but it's... Um, <coughs> You know, it's an emulator. It's got, like, every NES game and Super NES game and Sega Genesis game and, you know, a bunch of games. So, yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I played it a bit, but um, there's so many things plugged into my TV, it's kind of hard to set it up. So, recently, I got basically the same thing, but in a Game Boy-style shape. So, you can, you can either run it off USB power or uh, three AAA batteries, which only lasts a few hours um but yeah but you know it, it works fine plugging it in and it it's pretty great you know i can play like i've started playing pokemon ruby again on there um i played through the mighty Morphin power rangers game on super nintendo again uh, oh the ivan ooze one or the other one uh the other one but i also have the ivan ooze one i saved in my favorites yeah but i know, had the, that one yeah the i still got that one actually yeah, like, the original one I played more often, and, like, that one, it, it's fairly easy, but it's, you know, just a fun beat-em-up. Um, yeah. And... Very, very basic beat-em-up, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like, just stick it in, you'll do well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that, that, that was more sexual than I wanted it to be. <laughs> early contender for title, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> How, there's got to be something from Alien. <laughs> stick it in and it'll do well. Um, stick it in. Yep. Anyway, oh, um, let's see. Yeah. So yeah. So I've been playing those. Um, also, the the plug and play system. It had N64 games, but they never really ran well. And this one doesn't have those, but it does have PS1 <clears throat> games. And those, Ooh. the ones I've played actually do run. So I played a couple that are uh, ones that I had on N64, but they were also on PlayStation. So, like, Rampage World Tour um, and uh, the Spider-Man game. I yeah. can't quite play it because this, the hardware only has an L and an R button, and swinging needs R2, so I can't get off oh. the first roof. But um, I did just... You know, look up the code and punch in the code to unlock everything so I can watch all the movies. Um, which is how I remembered that at the end of the game. You see all like the Sinister Six in prison, and Mysterio has a poster of a beach babe on the wall, and she's wearing a Mysterio bubble helmet. So, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Um, um, yeah so, did you play Ace Combat 2? Uh, that one is on there, and I thought about playing it. I haven't played it what, yet. What about Ace Combat 3 Electrosphere? I don't think... I, I think they only had two on the list. Yeah. And I saw like, Ace Combat 2 and the original Crash Bandicoot and the original Spyro I kind of want to play. Um, even though I didn't you yeah. know, have a PS1, so I didn't play them when they were new, but... Yeah, the... Spyro and Crash are very good, but also very old. 
So. Yeah, I mean, I, I expect, you know, it'll probably play like Mario 64, where in some ways it hasn't aged well, but in other ways it's still a good platformer. That That's kind of how I feel about Spyro. Crash is... Like, Crash plays more like... Actually, more like a 2D Mario, where the, the controls are tighter. Okay. But also, there's a lot of... There's, like, a lot of weird kind of jankiness, like, as as is Super Mario 64. Okay. But the, control, the controls do feel... They feel better than 64, be, because they're, they're a lot simpler. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like in, in 64, you can do, you know, 58 different moves or whatever. Mm. Um, Crash is just run, jump, spin, crouch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, and I've also been playing a, a Game Boy Advance game that I'd, you know, been wanting to play for years and just didn't buy when it was out and it didn't get, like, a big production on this. Um... It's called Sigma Star Saga. It's from way forward. Uh, you know, definitely seems like some of the people who worked on Shantae worked on it because all the female characters are like half naked. But um, not in a way forward game. Nah, but and that's why I, as a horny fifteen-year-old, seeing that advertised in Nintendo Power magazine, wanted to play it, but didn't get around to it or didn't have the money. And never did until now. Um, so yeah, I've, I've started playing it. It's kind of fun, kind of a pain in the ass, especially because it doesn't let you... You have to get to save checkpoints to save. And they're spaced out so far that like I'm on, I think, like chapter two. And I'm having trouble with it because I you know, make some progress, but then get stuck and die and haven't reached a save and get sent all the way back. But... Because the way it plays, it's like you are playing as the boring protagonist of a harem anime, who is <laughs> yeah he's he's like he's a soldier guy who is kind of gloomy and sad all the time and like bitter and cynical and stuff, and uh, you get recruited to go infiltrate the aliens who've been attacking Earth. Um, you know, pretend that you're a defector who wants to join them. Um, and the, you know, the guy who recruits you for that is the, the, like, stereotypical bad human military commander who's, uh, just, like, exploiting you. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's the whole Avatar Blue Cat people thing. You're gonna <laughs> join the aliens and start to sympathize with the aliens, especially because the female one who you're paired up with is hot and naked all the time. Um, and that's, that's how they get you. Yeah. But then there's also a hot half naked human who shows up, I think in like chapter three, I haven't gotten there yet, so I don't know the story of how she shows up, but Oh my god! And your loyalties are torn between which hot <laughs> female you're going to <laughs> want to team up with. But I mean, obviously, it's a linear story, and you you just follow the path that it gives you, which is helping the aliens. But also, I think the the human girl realizes that the humans are shitty, and you know whatever. Um, Gameplay wise, it's like you kind of a 
top-down, like you're you're walking around shooting things, and then just randomly, almost kind of like you know, when you're playing like a Pokemon game, like an RPG, you'll just randomly get pulled into a battle. Uh-huh. And, but the battles, it like something about your alien suit, it makes it so it teleports you up into a ship. And then you go into, like, a side-scrolling space shooter sequence where you have, like, a number and you have to kill that many enemies to uh, be sent back to where you were picked up from. So, it's kind of like an RPG, except instead of, like, turn-based battles randomly happening, it's space shooter side-scrolling battles that randomly happen. That is strange it it reminds me of the the star wars original trilogy um game boy advance game Mm. where like most of it's like a a side scrolling game with luke then occasionally there's these really awkward um x-wing missions yeah i played a little bit of that one too because i that's one i'd always seen the cover of and i didn't know how much of the movie trilogy it covered um but then I got bored oh, yeah. after the first, you know, few sections of cutting down Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, it, it's not a great game, but it has a lot of cool sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> no, the <laughs> the Star Wars it. games I played as a kid were the Super Nintendo ones, so oh, I, I tend God, to play those, those more. The, yeah. the hard as balls ones? Yeah, I mean, R- Return of the Jedi is doable. Um, New Hope and Empire are a lot harder. Yeah. I... Damn. <laughs> At least, like, Return of the Jedi, you know, you're playing as Boosh Leia, and you can charge up your staff and shoot beams out of it and stuff. Like she did in the movie. <laughs> she, she just she just raises her hands and she whooshes through to the end of the level. I mean, even when she's Slave Leia, you can charge up your chain and shoot beams out of it, so... You're, like, whipping people with your neck chain, but also you're charging up beams and shooting, like, Link sword beams out of your your slave chain. Yeah. Jabba really shouldn't have, have given her... Um... <laughs> the kinetically powered chargeable chain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, he that really shouldn't have introduced her to Gambit. Yeah. But he also can barf up frogs to defend him. Um Okay. Yeah, because the fight against him at the end of the sail barge is he's on his throne, which is, like, rolling back and forth toward you, and you have to, like, fight it back, and also he's spitting up frogs at you. Well, um... Yeah. That's a... I mean, this is the game series where there was, like, a smelter inside the, uh, the depths of the Jawa Sandcrawler, so... That's the level of accuracy yeah. we're dealing with. Yeah, I mean, old old games have to get creative with bosses sometimes, I guess. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, the like, whole thing is just, you know, they stretch out the movie by doing weird platformer yeah. stuff. <laughs> like like that Lord of the Rings, um, I, I think it was Return of the King, mm. where, like, if Re- you're playing as a hobbit, you, like, all the hobbits just have swords and you, you get to fight. Like, dozens of orcs. Yeah, or, like, when Sam had to kill a million spiders to get to Shelob. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like, you, you could, if, if you beat the game, you could play as any character in any level. Mm. So, like... So you go back you and can, play as Faramir everywhere. 
<laughs> Why? Because he's got like all of Aragorn's stuff. <laughs> you just play as Legolas, like make the game or make make the movie that um that apparently Peter Jackson wanted to make because he jacks off Legolas so much in those movies. Mm. Uh, he, I guess he just really liked Orlando Bloom. Yeah, um, a lot of people did. Early 2000s. <laughs> yep, did. Nobody cares about Before him. Before he just, I don't know what he's doing now. Like, he was yeah, the he, hot commodity when he was in Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean. But He's looking handsome somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah. He's getting all that Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean money. Yep. We should probably put Lord um, of the Rings on the list of things to watch at some point. Yeah, I, I actually have those. So, <laughs> like, I, I don't own many movies, but I do own those for some reason. Even though I, I I've only ever watched the full trilogy like twice. Mm. Yeah, I have those in the extended cuts, and the Hobbit movies, and my mom has the extended cuts of the Hobbit movies, so I could borrow those. But I, I I'm not really watching ex- extended cuts. That's mm. that's too much for me. Yeah. No. If we do Lord of the Rings, I would probably do extended cuts. I mean, they're long no matter what, whether it's the regular or the extended. Yeah. It's it's like a difference between three hours and four hours. So that's, yeah. That's that's like an end game to a Justice League. Oh well, yeah. I mean, it's like two and a half hours versus three hours. I think. I I, I don't. Yeah, you would know better than me. Unless it's Return Return of the King is the one that's like three, three and a half hours in the regular cut, and then probably close to four hours in the extended. But the other two are like two and a half hours in the regular cut, I think. But but you get to see Sauron. um, No, Saruman. Yeah, Yeah. you get to see Saruman fall off a tower and get impaled on a wheel. Sing the sing the the troll song, <laughs> mm. but you don't get to see the part where the second fellowship was punching Sauron's eyeball on top of the tower. You only get to see that in the third age video game RPG. Oh god! <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile. <laughs> Frodo's beating the shit out of Gollum. Yep. On the cliffs of Mount Doom. Yep. Frodo's getting his finger bit off while they're busy punching Sauron's eye so that it won't see him over there. <laughs> Video games are dumb. Um... Uh. So, so yeah, the only I, other I, topics I, I have outside of Alien are a couple of quick Magic the Gathering things. Um, I have a game to talk about. Okay, it it's not going to be long. It's Subnautica Below Zero. It it's it's very it's, cold. It's yes, <laughs> it's more Subnautica. Um, that's about it. Mm. <laughs> Like it, it's Subnautica. It has more of a story. It it looks prettier, but the it has icebergs. Yes, it does. the 
it's more Subnautica, except the the creature designs aren't as good. They don't sound as good. Um, and there's there's more of a story, but I cared about it less. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, th- there's my glowing <laughs> recommendation. Yeah. If if you play Subnautica, play the first one. Mm. Um, if you if you really like the first one, then play the second one. It, it's it's got more stuff to it, even so if it's not as it's like good DLC. Yeah, I mean th- that's what it started as. It 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 started as an expansion, mm. and then they built it up into a new game. Um, but. It, it it does just feel like a glorified expansion, except they added a story. Mm. And I mean the 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 story's not bad. It's just I I don't know. It it's undercuts the open worldness of the first one. Not not too terrible. Like the the second one, it it like okay. The, the first Subnautica, um, like, it just drops you in the world. Mm. Like, oh, your, your ship crashed, you're the only one left, um, survive, and, you know, eventually you figure out there's, like, mysteries to unlock and things like that. Mm. But, in Below Zero, like, you're an actual character who is there for a reason because her her sister died um who was a researcher uh on the it, it it's the same planet just instead of like a a tropical climate mm. um they dropped like, her off at one of the poles yeah um like her sister was part of a research team like she died supposedly due to neglectful actions Mm. um but there's a there's a bit of a mystery there um then you get an alien sidekick in your head who's talking to you the whole time whereas the the first game first game is like very isolated like you hear people over the radio but they're 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 either long dead or they're about to be dead spoilers mm. <laughs> uh, but in in below zero like there's a it's basically a fan service character it, it's it's a character who should have been dead like 10 years before the first game mm. but now oh she's alive she she survived and somehow she survived 10 years ago mm. and somehow made her way to this specific location um, and survived for 10 years in this harsh climate. Um, it, it, yeah, mm. like, it, it just kind of ruins the atmosphere when there's people constantly talking. Yeah, uh, probably somebody reviewed the first game and said, why aren't there any characters for me to relate to? And so then they made this one and <laughs> Just made up a story so they could have a character talking at you so that people who 
don't want to imagine themselves into the world have some i don't know yeah yeah also you can make a robotic penguin and take pictures of your character's ass so <laughs> so there's that <laughs> mm. yeah it's oh. very important yep I should look up how old she is to see if that um, is creepy or not. <laughs> eh, sometimes it's better not knowing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't like want to a... know the ages of most of the characters in Pokemon, considering some of the images I've downloaded of them. <laughs> <laughs> she's like a scientist. I'm pretty sure she's at least got, like, college age, so it's mm. it should be okay. Yeah, no, they shouldn't be sending kids to, you know, death trap planets. Well... She's she's like a rogue agent. She's like doing it on her own. Okay, well, rogue agent kids shouldn't person. be traveling to you know death trap planets. That's uh, dangerous. Yeah, with um, giant leviathan class life that will eat her in one bite. Yeah. Oh, also another thing I don't like the the game is not nearly as dangerous. Oh. Like like in in Subnautica, there's. Fucking huge ass sea monsters everywhere, mm. um, and if you're not careful, they will tear apart your vehicle and kill you. Um, so it sounds like zero... it's more casual Subnautica because they dialed back the difficulty and then put in a story with talking characters. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a lot more player friendly, um, which in in some ways is good. Like they they add a lot more waypoints. So like if if you don't know what to do, like they'll they'll send you in a direction. Mm. Um, like like at at the beginning of the game, like if you're just wandering around for I don't know twenty minutes or a half hour, like they they'll just give you a waypoint. Like oh we you you're like AI assistant and you're PDA um, will like will, will tell you like oh we picked up a beacon over here um, this is probably where the main lab was or something mm. so yeah like they'll you probably won't get lost in the second one whereas the first one um, there's a very specific place you need to go at one point and if you don't know where one of the two entrances is, um, you'll probably just be wandering around for a long time until you look it up. Mm. Um, or, or you just happen to find it, which they do put you near it at one point. But like, if you don't happen to explore that semi-dangerous area, like you, you won't, you won't be able to progress. So, yeah, like it. In some ways, it's good that they made it more player friendly, but in other ways, it just makes makes it feel less interesting mm. because less of an accomplishment. To yeah, like like you're not like the the atmosphere of the first game is great because like <clears throat> like at some point you have to go explore your giant crash ship, right? Mm. And around it are no less than three or four Reaper Leviathans, which you can usually hear them before you see them because they have this very long, specific, like, 
wailing scream to them. Like it, it, it sounds like a horror movie uh, monster, mm. um, and it looks like one. So it's it's like close. Zelda: Breath of the Wild, where you can see the objective, but getting there is difficult until you've traveled around and gotten yeah. other stuff to you know make you you know better defense and everything exactly like you you can you can either like you can run for it, it anytime you want but you know you might want to take some time and decide when you're right. ready like like you you can either you can either risk it you can like you can either risk it go straight for it and hope you outrun them you can use decoys which you can make to distract them or you can just like build a a vehicle that can withstand them that will take a long time and uh it's probably not worth it mm. <laughs> like there there's there's ways to get around them but like the danger is always there no matter what whereas in below zero like the only real danger is freezing to death on the surface because they they added a lot more um above ground places mm. so yeah like it if you really like subnautica you can play below zero but if you if you want the subnautica experience play the first one it's a lot better designed mm. so yeah that's the second um weak recommendation <laughs> mm. to something so far yeah i don't know i i like i i always seem to point out problems and things i like yeah well, more than more than things that i absolutely hate yeah i mean i think so, i feel like the internet conditions us to look for problems in things because that's i mean that that's like that's what gets the, gets the clicks, gets the conversation going, and so that even if it's a thing you like, you kind of preemptively try to cut off any of the criticism by criticizing it yourself. And so, well, yeah, it just uh, yeah. Well, like I, I like I like taking a look at the things I like and saying, you know, this it really is kind of shit. Like like Pokemon, like. Mm. I, I love Pokemon. I've, I've they haven't they have barely innovated anything in like the last ten years. Mm. So, and they've like de-innovated some things, right? Like, like sixteen gyms going back down to eight. They've gotten so much more simple, mm. um, like, like detrimentally so. <laughs> like it, it's. It's not like Pokemon was ever super complicated, right? Mm. But now, now they're they're so simple that, like, you you could brute force it. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I think you could kind of always brute force. Like, I you know, I'm playing Ruby yeah. again, and like, I will sometimes switch from Mudkip, who's now Marshtomp, but most of the time you just stick with the starter, mm. and. Give him a good uh, set of attacks so he can take down any type he goes up against, and, and yeah, yeah and I, I mean the, them all. the the difficulty isn't really what I was going for. That's kind of just where I went. Mm. But the 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 problem is that nothing is ever new, right? Mm. 
like even even the mechanics they had that are new usually go away. But yeah, yeah, like, it's like they invent a new gimmick for making a bigger version of the more famous Pokemon. Yeah, it's like X and Y Mega Evolution that like you you could do it on one Pokemon at a time. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it only um, works on the ones that they made stones for. So then Sun and yeah. Moon, they're like, well, let's apply it to everybody. We're gonna make Z-moves, but the starters and some of the more important ones will get their own special Z-moves. And then yeah. Gigantamax is the same. It's like, all of them can do it, but some of them can do it better. Because yeah. those are the popular classic Pokemon, or the new ones that we want you to like. Dynamaxing is just a objectively worse version of mega evolution <laughs> yeah but they're so um, big except yeah they're like kaijus <laughs> the, the the only the only thing dynamaxing has over mega evolution is that you could do it with any pokemon yeah well yeah i mean because it's, it's kind of an extension of the z move where it's like a yeah. big special except the z move could only be done once and gigantamax lasts for three turns you can do it three times but yeah yeah, it's like you do three basically Z moves because it does change all your attacks based on their type to yeah. like this is the fire attack. All fire moves do this. Yeah, so so it's like this generation we've got Mega Evolution. This generation we've got Z moves. This generation we kind of half-ass combine the the other two. So now we've got this new thing. Yeah, and we made it bigger. Yeah. Made it bigger so you can have a big fluffy Wooloo. We'll crush everyone. You can make a. <laughs> that would feel great. Shut up. Yeah, no, it would. <laughs> a whole stadium just rolled over by a Wooloo. Yeah. You should. They could do that with a grass Pokemon. They could feed people forever. Mm. But only for okay. three turns. <laughs> yeah. Would it, like, go away in your stomach, like... Mm, yeah, I, uh, I don't know how that works. Pokemon doesn't like to explain its bullshit. Yeah, or or it over-explains it, like, ten years later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, um, I don't think it was okay. until Sun and Moon that they finally acknowledged in a game that people eat Pokemon. <laughs> what? Do they say that they they like eat Magikarp and Gold and Silver? I don't remember. Maybe. I mean, I think there was like Tauros steaks are mentioned in Sun and Moon. Maybe. Like I know they acknowledge that Pokemon eat each other. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I don't remember. We shouldn't talk about Pokemon. We we still haven't talked talked about Alien yet. Yeah, everybody's here to hear our thoughts on. Uh... I was going to say decades old franchise, but there have been newer ones. We just didn't watch those ones. Um, Hot take. Alien Resurrection is better than Alien. <laughs> okay, we're going to have to disagree on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't actually believe that. Okay. I I would watch Alien Resurrection before I watch Alien, but mm. it, it, it's not a better movie by any stretch. <laughs> mm. Uh, also, before we get into Alien, I do want to mention Magic the Gathering's D&D set just revealed a Flump card. So, Flump is getting a card, and it looks... My only complaint Pineapple. about the Flump card is that it's rare, and it shouldn't be rare. It should be like an uncommon. 
but the card itself seems fun. Um, I actually got it printed so that I can have a copy even though it won't exist for like a month. Um, what does it do? It is a jellyfish creature for one and a white. Uh, zero four power toughness. Defender flying. And whenever Flump is dealt damage, you and target opponent each draw a card. So, you you play your Flump, it's a 0-4 flying defender, that's pretty decent. Um, only two mana. And then, when you block with it, uh, you and an opponent get both get to draw a card. Uh, so, you get someone to slap your Flump, and uh, you, know, you both get to draw, or... <laughs> In a multiplayer game, you can make someone else draw. So, like, if someone decides to go slap your flump, you can say, "Well, I'm gonna draw," and that <laughs> other person over there is gonna draw. And fuck you. Um, you know, you know, you know. That's the title now, right? Slap your flump. Yeah. No, I'm happy with that title. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, because I, 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 I still haven't figured out what deck I want to put it in. But if I, if it was red, I could put it in my mono red deck, which is burn. So it's a lot of like targeted damage spells so i could slap my own flump and then i draw a card and i pick someone else and they draw a card but yeah no there's there's some creative things you can do with it and it's draw power in white which is a thing white doesn't get to do that much so, so yeah it's it seems pretty good it's just the rarity's a little too high like standard players are going to complain that they got a flump as the rare in their pack when it's really a multiplayer card and would probably Slap be better as an uncommon. <laughs> I'm I'm listening by the way. I'm just mm. It's just very funny to me that yeah. that phrase. Yeah. Um Yeah. So yeah. Okay, so alien White? or yeah. Um, yeah, I watched the Alien movies in a weird order because, I mean, I'd already seen all of them, but uh, for this viewing, I was going to watch Alien, I was going to watch them in order, but when I went on Amazon Prime, uh, they, they had at one point all four of them for free, um, but then, you know, after we decided to watch them. I, I went on there and Alien 1 was free with ads and I didn't want to sit through ads. So I went right to Aliens, which was just free at the time. Um, so I watched that one and then uh, I think I was going to watch Alien 3 next, but then um, by the, the day that I decided to do that, they had dropped all of them from being free except i think alien one was still free with ads so i you know looked around and found i had a dvd set of all four um so i decided to watch alien resurrection second and then i watched alien and then i watched alien three i think so yeah so i watched them in a weird order but that's the real watch order yeah two four one three Yeah, um, also, how I, did I that looked work up, out for I you? looked up the... Well, I mean, I think my thoughts on them I are, mean, uh, you know, kind of the same as they would have been anyway. Um, I mean, that that's... You, you watched the order in best to worst, so... I mean, if I was going to rank them best to worst, it would be Alien, Aliens, um, 
It's hard to decide between Resurrection, because I really didn't like Resurrection. But Resurre Resurrection is campy, and 3 is just grim. And yeah. the, this is a horror franchise, so grim is a thing they can do. It's it's not the most satisfying, but I don't know. I I already told you this, but Alien 3 is my least favorite thing we've ever watched. Hmm. It's worse than Rise so, of Skywalker. Yep. It it legitimately is. <laughs> and I will not apologize for that. Yeah. It, it is... It is dark, but with no depth. So it just seems... It, it's a really. It seems like it's all pointless. Yeah, it's it's grim and cynical and does like all the characters from Aliens really dirty by just yeah, offing oh yeah. them all at the start, except for Ripley, who turns out she's you know impregnated with an alien. That you know their whole escape at the end of Aliens was for nothing. I mean, at least in Alien One, you know she escaped and the xenomorph was gone and she made it back to Earth safely. It, took a long ass time and you know by that point they'd established a colony on the planet that had the aliens on it but um yeah she made it home safely like the ending of one was upheld it's just that it took right. her so long to get home that you know some other shit went down yeah and then in aliens it, it they a lot of people die but the, yeah eventually they do make it off the planet relatively safely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then yeah, at like the beginning three, of Alien 3... Yeah, 3 doesn't honor that because they said, oh, actually, even though they killed the Queen and got away safely, uh, actually there was another face hugger on board the ship that can punch through glass. And... So... Yeah. Even though in, in Aliens they had to be let out of those... Uh, um, experimental tubes that they were keeping them in. Yeah. Yeah, but this one can punch so. through the glass cryo-freeze tubes and extend its O-depositor long enough from there to be able to, you know, impregnate Ripley. Um, yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 3, three is not great. Uh... Resurrection, I mainly don't like, because I've never been a fan of that. I mean, I know the movie wasn't directed by Joss Whedon, but it was written by Joss Whedon, and it really feels like it. And I, I'm just, I'm not a fan of the humor style that so much of his stuff has, where it, it's like, it feels like it's misogynistic and female empowerment at the same time. Like, have your cake and eat it too, make jokes about you know, women being weak or whatever, and then they punch the guy who was making the jokes and and hoorah female empowerment. You you had your joke, but also you got your your licks in and I, I don't know, I'm just not a fan. It feels kinda icky. But um Yeah, I, everything Joss Whedon feels icky. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean like Avengers one I you know like because it Aside, you know, I feel like, like there's ickiness around the Black Widow stuff in that movie, but the rest of it works so well that, you know, it's fine. Yeah. But um, that's the th that's the same thing though. Like Loki just verbally 
beats her down and then yeah. she's like oh so i'm gonna imply this thing about what you said even though it doesn't yeah no yeah connect. like that scene was super cringy <laughs> like the stuff with her and hulk it got worse in age of ultron but it, you know it was there in avengers one too they you know the whole just her getting chased around the ship uh stuff like yeah uh yeah like i i like resurrection not for anything about the characters it's mm. just i mean it is it's the most fun campy of yeah it, i guess all the i haven't seen alien versus predator in a long time but of of these four definitely it's the you know least when, horrific when we eventually campy when we eventually watch the Predator franchise, we can watch AVP with it. The first one, not the second one. The second mm. one is... No. <laughs> but we can watch the first one. That one is bad, but in a in a watchable way. Mm. Yeah, I... I just really like watching asshole characters be assholes sometimes. Mm. <laughs> but, and also... But not when it's Alien 3 and they're all just assholes and then everybody dies oh yeah yeah like they're not fun kooky assholes they're just yeah. like um the most terrible people ever yeah who uh, who pretend to find god um yeah no that movie is weird it's like i don't know how they came up with that setup that it's like okay so after like yeah the first one it's space truckers get diverted to a planet where there's these alien an alien ship full of alien eggs and then one of them gets you know infected and the alien gets loose on board and it's like a serial killer in or like a yeah. like a serial killer in it's space like a movie. slasher yeah it's like a slasher haunted yeah, house movie in space right and then and then the second one is they have to go back to that planet because there's a colony there and it's been wiped out by the aliens that you know the the company knew were there but didn't tell anyone um so yeah this it's it's kind of like a vietnam movie like military horror movie ish you know like they send this overconfident yeah. group of soldiers in and they get their asses kicked um but it's still you know chronologically it makes sense you know you've got planet return to planet and then the third one it's like okay so on the way home they crash land on some random ass world occupied by what was it like 25 like prisoners who yeah. are all like super hardened murderer rapists who are now part of some kind of cult where they are you know like devout you know god worshipping uh like they're you know recovered quote unquote but actually they they're impulses are all still there and the, the sight of one woman makes them all go into a rape frenzy again um yeah it's like it, it's it, out of nowhere and very grimdark um it it doesn't say anything it's just unpleasant yeah like it they, there's no reason for any there's no reason for anything that happens to happen but it does and that's the movie yeah um yeah 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 it's it's very grim and then yeah you know they just you know off the you know likable characters from the end of the second one even though they bring bishop back at the end 
in the form of the guy who made Bishop, who's an asshole. Um, well, they they bring the robot Bishop back just long enough for him to ask Ripley to kill him, mm. which is also a very fun thing that happens in the movie. Mm. Um, yeah, and then and then it turns out Ripley was impregnated with an alien and has to kill herself to stop the company from taking her and the alien back to Earth to do their stupid bioweapons research that they still haven't given up on. And then she dies, and and that's the end. Yep. I, the only thing I respect about this movie is the very end, mm. where they they kill off Ripley. Mm. Yeah, and because... then just hard cut to the report and saying, like, yep, the alien is dead, <clears throat> Ripley is dead. And yep. Credits. That, that is literally the only thing I respect about the movie. <laughs> Mm. Is that they they have the balls to kill off Ripley, and then they bring her back. <laughs> well, yeah, and then resurrection, resurrection. is the very we. I mean, it was late night because I looked up the timeline on when these movies came out. Um, They're all wildly different. Yeah, Alien One came out in 1979, so that was you know right before Empire Strikes Back after A New Hope. It was you know sci-fi was popular, but also still you know late 70s, almost early 80s. Um, Aliens came out in 1986, so that was, you know, you had a few years, uh, like, I think probably like the, you know, Rambo and Schwarzenegger movies were out by that point, so there was a, yeah. a lot more, you know, action war movie stuff. Yeah, going going into the late 80s is, I think, when, like, Commando and stuff like that was coming out. Yeah, so it was like, you know, early mid-80s uh, was when Aliens came out in 86, Um Alien 3 was 1993, so it was, you know, post-80s, early 90s, the camp of the 90s hadn't quite set in yet, and then Resurrection was 1997, so that was the same year as Batman and Robin. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so it was, you know, Alien was, you know, an established name brand by the time Resurrection came around, so they wanted to make another one, but they, you know, were making it more fun and campy and crazy and so it's like 200 years in the future scientists found some genetic material from ripley and cloned an entire body out of it because the dna also had some uh queen xenomorph dna mixed in with there so they could clone her with also a xenomorph so they could finally get their xenomorph so it can murder a bunch of scientists instead um yep and then, yeah, a bunch of random space assholes uh, get mixed up in this, and and then they're all fighting for their lives on this ship that's heading to Earth with the Xenomorph. Yeah, a bunch of bunch of asshole mercenaries that just so happen to know the the general and start in charge of the research operation. Yeah, like with not James Franco um, as the leader. Mm. Um, the, the hot woman that has like two lines and is only there so we can see that one scene of her in her underwear. Yeah. Cause I, I guess Sigourney Weaver didn't want to do that anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, they have Sigourney Weaver completely naked, you know, as like a clone. That's true. But, it, you know, it's like a dying clone. You get to see your tits. Those were rubber tits. Mm. 
um where were we uh i was just, um, i mean we've kind of been jumping around you know movie yeah to movie winona Ryder is a bad um action actor yeah <laughs> well yeah i mean she you know the whedon thing she kind of reminds me of uh kobe smolders in like avengers and age of ultron like like she, you know, Kobe Smulders is an act. Uh, I I don't remember her character name. She's like Nick Fury's sidekick. Um, um the, oh, Agent Hill? Hill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like her in um, you know, like the Captain America movies and you know the movies that Whedon didn't direct. You know, she's a decent actor doing the part. But in the Whedon movies, she always just has this weird, like starry-eyed looking at the camera looking inspired by all the men she sees and i kind of got that same vibe off winona Ryder that it's like this character who is supposed to be like a serious action person but also looks like they're like dolled up a little bit to you know try to look more attractive and more um like pleasant to look at i guess i don't know I, like, like for for her, she's only weird because like I don't know how she fits in with a gang of mercenaries. Mm. Because like she, she doesn't have the attitude to be a killer, and they don't really show her like doing any technical work. That what like yeah, like, what, what, she definitely what, like what a does she do? Addition, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess they do say that, but like they they don't even say why she's there in the first place. Like she's only she is only there to move the plot forward um, when she finds out that Ripley's alive. Yeah, and to be the uh, obligatory alphabetical named um, robot for the movie because oh, yeah. all the you know we had uh, Ash. Yeah, Ash Bishop. Um, I can't remember. There's like a, I think, yeah, there was Ash Bishop and then Bishop again in three. And right. then her name, I can't remember, starts with a C. Call? Yeah. I think it was Call. Okay, yeah. I, I don't know. Something. They say it like twice. Yeah, because yeah, her name starts with a C because then there's David uh, was the one from Prometheus and uh, Covenant. So A, B, C, D are the the robots that we get. I haven't seen Covenant, and I don't want to. Yeah, Covenant is... I mean, at, you know, Prometheus... I, I didn't rewatch either of them, my own, both of them, but uh, Prometheus was, like... You know, they're, they're trying to go back into the franchise, but do it serious, but try to do, like, an origin story thing, and it was more lore-heavy than it was, like, a horror movie, really. Like, the horror was just kind of a secondary concern for Prometheus. But... People didn't yeah. like that because they go to an alien movie wanting to see aliens murdering people. So Covenant is kind of like if you took the first alien movie and you took Prometheus and you smashed them together. And it had a whole new cast of characters. So, you know, it, it's it's kind of that horror movie trope of like, hey, we're going to introduce a whole bunch of new characters and maybe one of them will make it out alive. But you don't really care because this franchise has been going on for 20 years. And when you see a bunch of new people, you don't care if they live or die so you, you're introduced to a bunch of new people they're not the worst like in alien 3 like 
Like, I feel like Alien 3 was made with the idea that it's like, we're going to introduce a bunch of despicable people so you won't feel bad when they die. Um, and they're all they're all bald white people except for the one guy. Yeah. Yeah, the so bald black guy. You don't e- you can't you can't even tell yeah. um, any of them apart at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean and, and that's you know kind of, because of like the years these movies came out in, it's you know kind of a trend that I've seen in like a lot of stuff that like 80s you know, 70s and 80s horror movies would have characters who you actually like and would feel scared for when they're being killed. Um, but that isn't like a fun popcorn kind of thing. So then horror movies started to have just a bunch of really shitty people who you want to see die. And that's kind of what Alien 3 was doing. Um, and then Resurrection, they just went full camp with it. They you know, weren't even trying to be horror. Um, yeah, right. Alien Resurrection is um, like a a comic book movie <laughs> in the yeah. sense that it's not meant to be taken seriously at all. Not in, in the sense of the, like they actually adapted a story from a comic book. Yeah, and then Covenant, is, it feels like a franchise film, where it's like, these new characters aren't terrible. Uh, it's like, you don't want to see them die, but you also don't care if they do die, because you're kind of expecting them to die, because it's a horror movie. Um, and like they're, yeah. and they're fine for what they were, you know, they're, they're okay people. They're not the most, you know, they don't give you like those moments to make you like really you know, worried that Newt is going to get killed. Uh, you know, it, it's just, yeah. they're, they're just, they're, they're people, they're fine. Oh no, they died, oh well. And then, yeah. and then otherwise can... they're more interested in exploring the idea that, like, David secretly created the xenomorphs through genetic engineering or something. Oh god. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, in, in Alien, like, mm. they're, they're just like, oh, these are regular people. Yeah, right? like, like they're, they're, they're a bunch of, like, regular space truckers, but you get to see them, like, being friendly with each other um yeah it's like sometimes they're assholes sometimes they're friendly yeah like they're just they, like they're all sitting they, around the dining table and you know they're, they're just yeah. glad that their friend didn't die when he got a bug on his face um right and then five minutes later he does and it's horrible yeah and it all could have been avoided if they'd listened to ripley when she said you need to follow decontamination protocols and not bring the guy inside the ship um but they were all more concerned for his safety than they were for if an infectious agent got out on the ship um yep and i'm i'm just now realizing that the one who brought them on board was ash yeah 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 because um, ash was under orders secret orders from the company because he was a sinister robot uh who was you know following orders I mean, and that's, you know, kind of a thing like Bishop in the second one. The second movie was James Cameron doing it. It was um, Ridley Scott for the first one. But with James Cameron, like, you can kind of see, he did, like, a Terminator 2 thing with Bishop, where it's like, yeah. you know that sinister robots exist in this universe, and here's a robot, and you're going to be scared of him, but actually it turns out he's trustworthy. And it's kind of like the T-800 in um, Terminator 2. It's right, like the the robot who you're scared of until he's actually the best friend. Yeah, like like Ripley doesn't trust him, so the audience isn't supposed to either. But then he actually does come through in the end. Yeah, like if the audience has seen the first one, they know that Ash was a robot who, you know, was so completely under company orders that he you know overrode 
brought the alien on board even when Ripley said they shouldn't and then you know tried to murder her when she figured out that the company had told them you know crew expendable just bring us the bug right yeah like I by the way I was joking earlier alien one is a masterpiece mm. and so is aliens yeah. um yeah, it's like, like they're it, different kinds of horror. Like I, I always think of Aliens as more of an action movie than a horror movie, but it yeah. is a horror movie. It's just a different kind of horror movie. Yeah, it's Alien is more of like a classic slasher. Yeah, whereas Aliens is more of. See, I, I don't even know how to classify it. But I call it like a military horror. That's that's fair. Like it, like I, I'd I'd say a classic slasher is more of like here's some regular people and yeah, here's yeah, it's like a, regular people and a, a super powerful killer. Yeah, or like not even necessarily super powerful, yeah. but like as far as we see, yeah, like like they, they might as well be. They they have enough of an upper hand that these regular people have to scramble to try to live. Right. They're being like stalked through, in this case, a ship, but could right. be a town, could be a house, could be you know whatever. Yeah. Whereas Aliens is more of like a, a situational horror, where like okay, they're stuck on a planet yeah. with hundreds or possibly thousands of like deadly aliens that will kill them on sight. Yeah. So, how do they get out of it? Yeah, and it's like they they bring along, you know, the uh, space commandos who are equipped for the situation, but then, yeah, because of the situation, or the, the circumstances, like, they can't use their guns because they're in a power plant and it'll blow up. So, right. they have that restricted, and then they're overwhelmed by xenomorphs. And then you've got the further complication of the company's agenda that you know, they, they want these things, at least a sample of them alive, more than they want the people to come back. So they've got their, like, slimeball company agent on the team who's, you know, nearly gets uh, Ripley and Newt uh, impregnated with aliens just because he wants to smuggle them back. Right, but that's, that's part of the horror of the situation, is that it always gets worse. Yeah. That it's like, like they, they've got the bugs to deal with, but they've also got the company, like the heartlessness of the company mm-hmm. is part of the threat, too. Right. By the way, they, they, and aliens, they really build up, um, like, how, like, the, the real threat of the company mm. by just repeating the word, the phrase, the company over and over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They got the company and they've got, like, in, in Alien 1, the company was kind of, it was out there, but you only find out about it, you know, when you find out Ash and, you know, the messages they'd sent to him. Like, the company is a very distant uh, entity yeah. in this. But in Aliens, you have that one guy to be their representative, and you see just how scummy and self-serving they are. Yeah, like willing to kill people for his own monetary gain. Yeah. Which which is just an extension of uh 
alien where with the crew being expendable. Yeah. As long as they get Yeah, it's just it's, it's more direct alien. in aliens because there's a human representative to uh yeah. convey the uh you know, idea like what the company thinks about the situation. We have a guy there who's uh telling us what the company thinks. Who will put his own life in danger indefinitely. Yeah. <laughs> just for a shot at yeah, you um, get a bunch of money for rich. selling this, you know, genetic rights to a bioweapon. Yeah. Um, I like the part in Alien Resurrection when Ron Perlman is hanging upside down off a ladder, mm. shooting at an alien that's climbing up a ladder and grabbed onto the guy's leg, mm. where... Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Mm. I, I I don't know. It I like resurrection for how stupid it is, but it is not at in a, at any stretch a good move. I like I, I just wanted to reiterate mm. again. I was joking <laughs> when I said that alien is not as good as resurrection. <laughs> I said that specifically because I knew you would disagree. Yeah, no, I, I I am never sure when things are a bit or not. Um, yeah, even though, but I, I I like to make it clear eventually if it is a bit. Yeah, like yeah. So the listeners have like, to listen before they comment. If we start getting comments about Brent's bad opinions, <laughs> we know that they didn't listen to the whole episode. Maybe I should just say like really dumb hot takes like that mm. in the future to, to see. To, to get more our, likes, comments, yeah. and subscribers. Yeah. yeah, improve our status in the algorithm of Podbean. Yeah. The Podbean algorithm. <laughs> oh, you got 13 listeners this week. Good job. Yeah, we might show up on you know page 400 of the top uh, <laughs> listen to podcast. Hey, if we can hit 420 exactly, we might get some traction. Mm. Uh, I'll just say an alien. Um, Sigourney Weaver is amazing. Mm. Like even even in Resurrection, when like her character yeah, is so weird. Yeah, she's like the most badass in that movie, while still being weirdly evil for a lot of it. Yeah, like like she she flips between evil and badass and vulnerable um but every every emotion like she wants you to feel like you feel it mm. like she might she she's still a campy character but you still feel like everything that she's going through mm. in that movie like it, it's it's honestly great like Mm. Also, Ron, Ron Perlman's always fun. <laughs> like he, you should anybody making a movie in Hollywood just have Ron Perlman in there being a dick. Um, you'll be great. Mm. I mean, Pacific Rim, also. Mm. Um, I was just looking at my notes. I mean, the the only note I really have on Alien. Oh yeah, actually, that'd be interesting. Well, okay, Alien, I have a couple notes. One of them, it's just... There's a room in the ship, and I'm not sure what the purpose of it is. It's, like, raining, and there's chains everywhere. 
it's like it's it's a cool design, but I don't know why a ship would have a rainy dangle chains from. Um, it's the one that the I'm cat ran that's... into, and then the guy came in to try to find the cat, and the cat ran out, but then the alien was climbing around the ceiling, and it comes down and kills him. My guess would be that that would be under the cooling tanks, because they, they kind of established later that um, they usually drip water. Oh, okay. And I don't... I guess the, the change could be for loading and unloading. Um, okay. Yeah, I just I wasn't sure why they'd be raining on a spaceship. I I'm I'm assuming that what it that would make that's sense. what it is because like usually in an, in industrial environments like cool things usually form condensation which can form like water droplets mm. if they're high up in the air. Okay. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm assuming the change are probably for like a winch or something. Yeah. Yeah. The other note was. Just a thought I had watching the movie that it must have been weird in 1979 to go see a movie that's just called Alien. Like, how did this become such a, you know, because if you say Alien now, talking about, you know, the movie, like, people know that you're talking about the movies. But it's just the word, you know, like, like a space alien. Like, it's such a basic title. It just—it's yeah. weird that it got as big as it did with a title that's that simple. Yeah, like it, you know, it's no like if, if Ab- Child's Play it's was no just Abe called Lincoln Vampire Puppet. Hunter. Like, would anybody remember a movie called Puppet <laughs> or Doll? Like, it's just called Doll, and that—that's the Child's Play franchise. And saying this is Doll Two, and this is Doll Three. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, the. The whole thing is that the title kind of goes with um, the alien itself because it's a complete unknown mm. in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, like, it's just an alien. And then when they got around to making a sequel seven years later, it's like, what are we going to call it? Aliens. Because there's more <laughs> than one of them. And then they name it the Xenomorph. Yeah. And it. I mean, I, Xenomorph is like a good. Like, um, you know, like biological name for it, mm. but it's just an alien. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I get you have to, you know, make it unambiguous. Like you, you can't like for, for franchise purposes, right? Like you can't just have it be an alien. Yeah. So people because just have ev- to keep everything the is alien an alien from alien. Right. So that they know that it's not just, you know, a little gray man alien. Yeah. I, I just wish they would have actually named it instead of just calling it um, alien that can morph into other things. Yeah. The the foreign shape is uh, the alien. Yeah. Also, the, the dog alien in Alien 3 is sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Um, yeah, I mean, like the idea of the xenomorphs being able to take different shapes is a thing that the movies haven't really dealt with that much. No, it's more like the comics and the Alien vs. Predator and stuff that did yeah, anything like with that. Like in Resurrection, they know that they can take other forms, but they still like illegally use people um, as the basis for the aliens yeah. for some reason. 
and it doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, they know they can use dogs. They could probably use, like, bigger, like, apes or chimps. Yeah. But they they decide to, like, illegally hire mercenaries to bring in human test subjects when they really don't need to. And they have cloning technology to some extent. Right. They've got, you know, just a science bay full of Ripley clones. Right, the the whole the whole point in how difficult it was to clone Ripley is that she's mixed with alien DNA. Yeah. So they they were trying to separate it. Yeah. Like that that's why like all her previous clones are um like weird amorphous um like horror monsters. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to. It's a dumb movie. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it, it came out in the same year as Batman and Robin. Uh, standards were pretty low for movies at the time. Yeah, the the late 90s were when blockbusters were really not great mm. um, most of the time. No, it was dumb popcorn. Like, Alien Resurrection is still an R-rated movie, but it's if you cut some of the gore out of there, it could get down to it. Like, the gore and the nudity. It, it could get down to a, a PG-13. Yeah. I... By the I I also really like the physical um, props that they used. Like, in, mm. like especially... Especially with the... The weird hybrid alien at the end. Mm. Like, that, that was actually a very good animatronic. Mm-hmm. Like, like it could actually show emotion, and you can actually read it, like as a human face. Mm, yeah. Even though it was basically just a skull. Yeah, yeah, it's a drippy white skull, uh, merged with an alienish or xenomorphish shape. Yeah, but like when when it when it went from like weird curious baby to like horribly violent monster like at, at the drop of a hat mm. like it was actually pretty creepy like that that's the the practical effects were like the one thing that was genuinely good about the movie that that and um sigourney weaver's acting mm. I, I think were, were like the only genuinely good things about the movie yeah and I'm, for some reason thinking about big white monsters makes me want to watch the ghostbusters movies so i'm uh putting that on the list as another thing to watch at some point okay ghostbusters but i guess that can wait until the fourth one comes out so we yeah, can be i guess we gotta watch the the newer one too yeah <laughs> i i don't I don't want to talk too much about how I don't like that one because people get weird ideas about why I don't like it. Mm. The the same way I I know you get nervous when you talk about Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. It's like I can just not like certain forms of comedy. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. have to have anything to do with the actresses. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, and a lot, and that one, it's like. Like, that one definitely felt like the studio was really pushing that point. That, like, the movie wasn't good or funny, but there were, you know, a lot of... Even before the movie came out, you know, people saying they 
didn't want to see it because they didn't think women were funny. So the studio was like, well, you have to see this movie because uh, if you don't, then you're uh, a misogynist. You know, you, you, you don't like yeah. women. You know, how can you not like this movie? It's starring women. That's female empowerment. And I, I think the studio really leaned into that to, you know, try to make themselves seem, you know, like like they are being pro- progressive. And if you don't like the movie, then you're not progressive. And it, I mean, it, yeah, it's... It, I, yeah, I enjoyed it's, the movie it's enough as a... Don't even think about it. Just have it playing in the background, and sometimes look up and like, "Ha ha, that's kind of funny." I guess I'll go back to typing. But yeah, as it, a it, movie, yeah, it's it's dumb. It's very dumb. It, it's and it's the kind of movie where a, a good joke will like really hit, like you know, two two or three times, and then the rest of it is just dumb boring bullshit yeah it was they vamped a lot and the guy directing the movie didn't want to edit down any of it because he yeah. just found found it all funny enough to leave in and left it all in so it, it's it's like those like two or three like really awkward moments in deadpool where ryan reynolds and tj miller just going back and forth mm. talking about how ugly his face is yeah yeah, and those mo- moments are especially weird when you watch, like, uh, at least Deadpool 2 had the uh, like unrated cut, which just did the different takes that they did for those scenes. So, it's like alternate jokes. It's, you know, the yeah, they, they were just, you know, vamping for jokes, and some of them got in the final cut, and the yeah. other ones got in the other cut. Yeah, but imagine that's a whole movie, and that's Ghostbusters. Ooh, yippee! Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Well, we got ten minutes left if we're shooting for two hours. Do we want to spend it deciding what to watch next? Sure. You suggested pirates recently. Yeah. Okay. So the um, list that I have on my note file, which hopefully includes everything we've uh, said, is uh, okay. The Superman movies, uh, the Shrek movies, yeah. the Naked Gun movies. Batman the Brave and the Bold, uh, the Dark Knight Trilogy, the Muppet Movies, the Lego Movies, the Paul Blart, the Mad Max Movies, Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> Venture Brothers, and <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> Paul Blart? Yeah, Paul Blart would be easy to watch we, because there's only two of them. Did we, genu- <laughs> did we genuinely say I we, think you said we're to do watch- that one. <laughs> oh my god. Why would I do that? I don't know. I mean, I have seen both of the Paul Blarts because the McElroys review them every year at Thanksgiving. But like, uh, like if if there's ever a time where like we just really want to watch a specific movie, um, and we need to fill some time, mm. like we can watch we can watch the two Paul Blarts. So when Black okay. Widow comes out, Black Widow and also Paul Blart one and two. <laughs> Yeah, and and Pacific Rim just as a pellet. Okay, yeah, I'll put Pacific Rim on the list, <laughs> but not the not the sequel. Okay, uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna do that again. I because think I, I have the first one on DVD. I would have to buy the second one to watch it. Don't we know we don't have to do that. We could just forget it exists. Mm. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, what are we gonna actually do next? 
Like, pirates would be easy. Yeah. Um, also, those are really long, though. Are so you going to add Lord of the Rings to that oh, list? Oh, right, yeah, I forgot to put that on there. I'm, I'm not in the mood for long things like that for now, though. Mm. Um... Okay, uh, let's see, short, I mean, because any of the TV show ones are also going to be kind of long, even though they're broken up into smaller parts. Uh, shorter stuff, we've got Shrek, uh, the Muppet movies, um, Naked How many Muppet movies movies are there, though? There's there's a lot, I mean, we'd have to pick which ones. Yeah. Because there's, let's see, there was Muppet movie... Great Muppet Caper, Muppets Take Manhattan, um, and then I think after this one they switched over to doing like Treasure Island and Christmas Carol, and then there was Muppets in Space and The Muppets and Muppets Most Wanted were like the newer ones, and there might be a couple others that I forgot. But the the only one that I I've like. Really committed to memory is uh, Treasure Island. Mm. But at least, like, the Muppet movies are all on Disney+, Plus, I think. So, they'd be fairly easy to yeah. get to. Um, Shrek I mean, movies, can, I have we the can, DVDs, so... We can do Pirates. Like, I... The thing with Lord of the Rings being long is that the individual movies are long. Mm. Um, and Pirates, I think, like, only one or two of them are... I think just the third one is long. Like, the... It's just the third one that's like two and a half hours? Yeah. Yeah, the third one was going like Lord of the Rings epic battle stuff. Yeah. I don't think two was that long. Two might be a little long, but I there's not that much that happens in it, so it, I can't imagine it's that long. I think two might have been close to two hours. Yeah. I don't I don't remember. I'm I'm just pulling that off the top of my head though. Yeah, I, I'd have to look it up, but I want to say 1, 2, 4, and 5 are each, like, 2 hours, and 3 is, like, 2 and a half. And you don't have to watch yeah. 4 and 5 if you don't want. I'll probably watch them because I like 5, and I might as well watch 4 to complete the set. But Okay, the Dead Man's Chest is 2 and a half hours. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's not that much that happens in that movie, so that's... They're, they're really that was Lord of the Rings time. They, it was two thousand six. So there, there's a lot of like verbose language. Mm. Um, so I think conversations just really get dragged out. Yeah, I think they spent a lot of time on the Cannibal Island. That you know, the only point of going there was to go find Jack. But yeah, and at World's End is two hours and forty nine minutes. Okay, so that was close to three hours. See, what, uh, what's the first one? First one's probably two, maybe two and a half. That's what I would... Ooh, cl- close to two and a half. Okay. So, yeah, they're they're all about two and a half, I guess. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I mean, shorter ones are Shrek, Muppet movies, if we're selective. Lego movies, there's only four of them. Paul Blart is pretty short. Um, Mad Max, I mean, I think... If we skip the first Mad Max, those... I don't remember how long... Are those, like, two hours each? Um... I, I think they're about two hours. I I think... Oh... I think the first one was 
I think one of them was, was like really long, and all the others were like average movie length. Mm. But I can't remember which one. Yeah, I mean, I could see it being the first one because the first one was like made for Australian audiences, and then it went international, and the other three were more Hollywood kind of movies. Yeah, Fury Road is about two hours, so that's about average mm. for a 2010s movie. Yeah, and then this Road Warrior and Thunderdome, I feel like those are probably like two hours regular length. Man, why do they never put the the movie time? Yeah. Anyway, you want to just do Shrek? I know that those are reasonable. Hmm. Because we could either do Shrek, or we could be weird and decide to watch the two Paul Blart movies and Pacific Rim. <laughs> um, uh, we could do that. Do you have any any other like random filler movies you want to watch? Because I, like I I love Pacific Rim. That's why I suggested it. <laughs> mm. Like like any anything you really love that you haven't seen in a while. That's like a one-off movie. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Not sure. Hard to see what I've got on my DVD shelf from here. Um. Although I do see the John Wick movies, and those would be fun to rewatch sometime. Oh yeah. I. I haven't seen the third one still. Oh, that one's got dogs that fight people. And don't get killed. So we. Unlike so we could do John. Okay, so we'll watch the. We three can John do Wick. John Wick. Okay. And Paul Blart. Like, wait, so we're gonna watch five movies then? Or? Yeah, let, let's do John Wick and Paul Blart. I think that would be funny. Okay. okay. <laughs> like it, it's unnecessary, but it's also very funny. John that, Blart that we're deciding to do this. Yeah. Um. Paul Wick. Yep. No, that sounds that sounds cooler than it should. Mm. Yeah, John Blart. Yep. John Blart Mall Murder. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yep, get excited for that one. Yep. What a what a double feature of of two franchises we're we're getting into. the worst way to end a podcast. <laughs>